With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Desian Test Cricket for tyre power. Hitting sixes during the winter sale. Falcon tyres 25% off. Adam Collins, Brass Underation. Stumps day one here at Old Trafford, Australia. Eight for 299 by the close after being sent in. Uh, starts all over the place. Partnerships that got going but didn't really kick on. Uh, you've been talking to the man who top scored, equal top scored mm-hmm. for Australia after play tonight. Manus Labashane. He got out for 51. What did he have to say? Let's start there. Yeah, I think Manus summed it up well. He said that it was a thatchy surface, so it was two-paced, and uh, you could see some of the dismissals where that two-pacedness of this pitch did come through. Uh, and Australia batted pretty well. The only thing was none of them really carried on and played a huge or uh, made a big score and had a big partnership. There were pat- partnerships all around right from the start. Uh, maybe not so much uh, for the opening partnership, but from that point on, it kept getting. Uh, better and better and better 30 run partnership 40 run partnership mm. 50 run partnership 60 run partnership but none of them just carried on uh, and both Manas Labashain and Mitchell Marsh uh, looked very solid while they were out there to get to 51 but then got out uh, Mitchell Marsh to a really good delivery which I'm sure we'll yeah. talk about later but Manas Labashain to a lazy shot like he described Travis Head looked very very good once again but then played to play get out, got out playing uh, playing a shot which uh, maybe you look back and say uh, maybe I could have played it better so it was one of those days but again that's been the, it's been that kind of series right it's been nip and tuck but also annoying in some ways that no team's ready to yeah. just take the initiative and run away with it yeah there's two parts to it. So there's the partnerships 46 59 63 65 39 and then there's the fact that there were four scores and batters three four five and six Lava Shane Smith head and Marsh, all made between 41 and 51, which Andrew Sampson on our broadcast revealed that's the first time in Test history where batters three through six have all been out in that scoring range, which kind of sums up where Australia were at. No one ever looked really dead set in, maybe for a time, Mitchell Marsh, Mm. but it was always pretty hard graft. Even Travis Head, when he was putting a foot down before T, had to pull up at one point. They they, they set various different plans to him. They were going bouncer war straight away. Then they tried to nick him off. They went back to bouncer war, and that's when Stuart Broad picked up his 600th test wicket, just the fifth man to reach that milestone, doing it from the James Anderson end, the only other man to have picked up 600, a special moment for him. And you also had him down at the press conference. Yeah, I just walked past him, though. Uh, He just walked into the press conference conference room as I was coming down uh, and yeah I mean it, don't think it's sunk in yet for for those of us watching and maybe even for Stuart Broad what it means to be the second fast bowler to take 600 wickets it's an incredible number uh, and uh, you know you speak about how great Jimmy Anderson is and where his numbers are Stuart Broad's just just behind him isn't he and I can't think of too many fast bowlers from this point going forward who'll get anywhere close to those numbers and and that's why we're talking about rarefied air where Stuart Broad and Jimmy Anderson uh, and maybe Stuart Broad would have pre- preferred getting David Warner out at some point with a ball just outside of them but 
he would take it either way and uh, you know you could see the the joy around the english camp when he got there and there was a lovely moment at the end of the day where uh, ben stokes was leading the team off and sure broad was like no you do it and he said no nah, no nah, it's your day mate you should lead us off and uh, yeah a great moment for stuart broad and i'm sure he's speaking about it really well up there yeah i'm sure he is as well all those historical markers when fred truman took his 300th wicket They're like no one will ever do that again as a fast bowler yeah. but here we are he's nearly taken twice as many 600 today um so the contributions all the way through for australia and then a really important stand late in the day between alex carey who was out to the second new ball uh, and mitchell stark who's not out 21 overnight but um chris wokes what a great selection he's been originally to balance england up last week at leeds and to give them one extra option batting at eight but also of course primarily um bowling his relentless away swingers and nit backers and all the rest of it but prizing out four wickets today he's got uh, 10 wickets at 19 already in the series i mean if uh, there is some revisionist history when it comes to cricket just imagine a world without broad or anderson and put chris walks in there you would think he would be nearing his 500 wicket as well if he played a lot of test cricket in england uh you know he's he's been in and out of the side too much because of injury as well but Every time you, you see uh, a Duke's ball in his hand uh, and he, him playing a test match for England, he, 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 makes, he makes a huge, huge impact. And that's what we saw him do here. Uh, on a pitch where Mark Wood looked threatening, not so much in spells, but in, in, in a few series of deliveries, uh, but not as threatening as he did uh, in Headingley. Chris Walks who bowled beautifully there as well, uh, just mastered the conditions. And to get Mitchell Marsh out, like I said earlier, a well-set Mitchell Marsh out uh, with probably the ball of the day, in my yep. opinion, uh, just sums up the man. And no wonder as the day wore on, Ben Stokes kept going back to him. He gave him the second new ball as well. And what did he do? He broke that partnership as well, got rid of Alex Carey. So I should ideally have been Chris Walks doing the press conference, but you know, obviously Stuart brought 600 wicket, uh, superseded his performance. But that just sums up who Chris Walks is. Yeah, screamer from Johnny Bairstow. I mean, he was caught long-footed but made up for it with a great catch to get rid of Marsh and Green making 17. Played a role in a partnership but couldn't go on with it. The first wicket Wokes took and the last thing I'll ask you about before we wrap this up, David Warner um, got to 32 or 33 I think it was. Feels like a long time ago now. It's been a very long day here at Manchester but um, getting a start, hitting a boundary first ball with a test match, doing a lot of the hard work and after that 10 minute delay due to whatever was going on in front of the sight screen with the reflection and so on which meant an unusual drinks break was taken um, but, but Warner in all probability doing enough there to ensure that he'll play through the series but um, unable to make the most of the opportunity Yeah I saw him in the nets yesterday and he was playing a lot of shots and I had a feeling that he might come out playing looking very aggressive and which is what we saw uh, from from early on whether it was his running or just going after the ball he started off with the boundary don't forget of the first ball yet again like he did in Headingley and he looked good for a score uh, big or not uh, before that random break uh, yeah you're right I mean that we should mention it as well it was basically this metal piece of metal under the side screen uh, the sun was shining off it so uh, the reflection of the sun stopped play well you never know. You always think you've seen everything in cricket. Well, there's always something up new that you witnessed. The sun stopped playing many times at Manchester when the pitch was the other way around, but that's a long time ago now. We know England tomorrow, uh, their plan will be clear due to the probable rain later in the Test match. When they do get a chance to bat, they're going to bat hard and fast. That's the baseball way, but all the more important here in a Test match, they have to win. Adam Collins, perhaps under Aston, saying goodbye for tyre power, hitting sixes during the winter sale. Falcon tyres, 25% off. Can't wait to do it all again tomorrow. To be called to attention, he is here. He'll start round the wicket to Warner. Four slips waiting. First ball here at Old Trafford, and thwacks it out through cover for four. Too short, too wide, and gets the treatment. Warner off the mark in style. 
Brought up, bowls to Kawasha. Hits on the pad, broad celebra peels. Umpire Wilson gives it out. Kawasha's been given out leg before wicket. Broad was convinced he didn't turn around, he seldom does. Inside edge. Here's ball tracking, two reds to start, three reds hitting middle stump. Just beneath the bail, so Usman Kawaja is the first wicket to fall in this crucial Ashes Test match at Manchester. Wokes operating right arm over the wicket to Warner. Three slips behind him, edge stand, gone! A conventional caught behind, pitched it up, gave it a chance to swing. Just a little bit of movement, Warner committed to the booming drive and into the gloves of Bairstow. Wood in, third over of his spell. To Smith across his stumps, hit on the pad, shout for leg before. Umpire Menon says not out, but Wood is convinced. Goes up to Ben Stokes and says, what's wrong with that? Wants to consult Bairstow, they're going upstairs. Here's the projection, it's three red, Smith's gone. It's hitting middle stump. Wood gets the big man. Smith's gone, leg before wicket. Not long after lunch, Australia lose their third wicket. Well, impact's in line. Oh, is it? And it's hitting. There you go. Marnas Labashane has got to go. He's only just made it past his half century. And he's on his way. Moeen Ali with the breakthrough again. He's had him before in this series. It looked really close. I'm quite surprised that umpire Wilson didn't give it out. He must have thought that Labashane was outside the line. But it was inside the line. It was hitting the top of leg stump. Brought up to head, delivers here, pulls out towards long leg, it goes, it'll carry! That's Stuart Broad's 600th wicket in Test cricket. At such an important time, straight after tea, Travis Head, he couldn't resist. A top edge into the deep, he's gone for 48. And Stuart Broad becomes just the fifth bowler in Test history to claim 600 wickets. And the second seamer doing it from the end of his friend James Anderson who was the first to that mark as Wokes starts a new spell oh bigger bill for LBW that looks very close Joel Wilson gives him out Green if he has not got an inside edge on that looks stone dead to me oh. he's gone for it it is umpire score oh look at that just clipping the top of leg and you could tell by the raucous cheers around Old Trafford that is another wicket another wicket for England Wokes it's a marsh who's edging and oh brilliantly caught a brilliant catch from the much maligned Johnny Bairstow he had to go for it it was low to his right and he's gone with one hand and Wokes has come back into the attack and he's picked up both Marsh and Green England have gone Bang, bang. <laughs> Wokes in. Oh, and he's having a go at this now then. It's a big appeal for Corbett. I'm a given. And he's walking off. Well, do you know, Alex Carey was trying to leave that ball. It's another wicket for Wokes with the new ball. His fourth. He's trying to leave it, and he must have got the tiniest little feather. Because England's slip, Gordon, didn't quite go up in unison. Wokes was fairly convinced it was out. Manus Labuschagne, yet another day where it felt like Australia could break free and get closer to the urn than they are now. Uh, so just how do you sum up the day from a team perspective to start with? Yeah, it, it's one of those. That it, we're so close. We're so close. But I think we just got to take it day by day. I think 
whenever you finish a day with the three in front of it, uh, it's, it's never a bad day. Uh, it, it obviously could have been a much better day. Uh, we had, you know, six guys get themselves in, and I think whenever you do that and one of your, you know, big guns don't get a big score, uh, you're pretty dis- disappointed, especially when we're talking about guys getting in the 40s and 50s. You know, so no one's gone even on to make, you know, 60 to 80 even, which, you know, you add those 20 runs and all of a sudden that it, it just ekes out to close to 400 and then, you know, that's that really puts a big dent in it. Um, but it, it's hard to sum up. I think that's what's kept the series alive. It mm. feels like both teams have had opportunities to shut it out or or at least take the opportunity, like England and... and at Edgebaston, they had the opportunity and they sort of let us back in. And um, you go back to Lords, England in the first innings, you know, one or none for a hundred plus, and they let us back in. So I think it's just the the pressure and the the, the, the narrative of the series. Um, you know, two really good bowling sides and some different plans coming at people. I think we haven't seen as much different plans in terms of for the length. I feel like you yeah. know, like. If you go back to Edgebaston, how long people are bowling short for, you know, England bowled, you know, 80% ball short at Lords. You, you know, like, so those sorts of plans are tactics that you use with one bowler. But when you've got five bowlers buying into that, I think that changes the, the game a little bit. You said that uh, you'd take anything with a three in front of it. Um, if you can just focus on one delivery that we saw in the 60th over when Chris Wokes gets it of a well-set Mitchell Marsh. It does enough to get the outside edge. Does that kind of delivery give you guys confidence as a team that, you know, maybe it's a bigger score than what a lot of people think it is already? I think we played really well. I, 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 I probably didn't reiterate that enough in, in, in the press today, but I think we actually played well. We just didn't go on. Mm. So, like, I think, you know, we may have... You know, 300 might look... A, like, I think that's a really good score so far. I think there was a lot of grass on that wicket. It was quite thatchy. It was tough to score. Like, you know, really the short balls were your ones to score and, like, really full hard volleys. But it was hard. Anything in that in-between, you know, you saw Davies' dismissal there. Like, that ball full just sat in the wicket a bit, mm. going away. So, I think it's it's quite a a two-pace wicket at the start and it's it, tough to drive so I think whenever that's the case and they've got bowlers that are, are quite good at hitting their length it's going to be a, a slow scoring day but I mean you know the likes of Smudge and Travis Head and Mitch Marsh they came out firing um, so that was good to see. Uh, from a personal uh, point of view uh, Manus uh, I mean nobody spends more time on their batting than you uh, you got starts throughout this tour even going back to the WTC final uh, but just to get the 50, uh, I know for you it would be like a job half done. Uh, uh, did, did you feel like, uh, you know, everything that you worked on in the, in the lead up to this test and every other test uh, came to fruition in a way? You left the ball much better than you have so far in the series and just everything uh, with your batting? Yeah, uh, I think you hit the, the head on the nail. Nail on the head. Nail on the head. Nail on the head. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I felt like I've been working towards this innings uh, mm. I feel like everything I've done I've got close at Lords got close at Headingley but wasn't completely happy with where my game was at and I really feel like I nailed it today in terms of my process my technique um, you know my stance how I wanted it to to be um, I think was the closest as a batter I think especially as someone that's probably more technically mm. like thought uh, I think when 
what you think you're doing starts getting pretty close to matching up when it's when it's when you're looking on footage or you're looking in the game. I think that's when you start being pretty happy with. Well, I personally start being happy with where that's at. I think for me, the last few weeks, I think it's been a little bit. You know, sometimes I feel like I'm doing one thing, but I'm not that. I'm not that far open, or I'm not that closed, or the bat's not exactly where I want it to be. Where today, I think it, it was really close. Um, you know, and like you said, as a batter, you always strive for perfection, but yeah, you never ever get there. Uh, but yeah, very, very happy with where the process was at today and where my game was. But obviously, uh, the big score is is still a yet to come. Second innings. Second innings. I mean, uh, that's what we're gonna have to do. We're gonna have to make a big score, second innings, and and win the Ashes. There you go. Beautiful. Thank Thanks, you so much. Brad.